Walter. I want to read you something. I'm working, Marcella. Dear Points High alumni, can you believe it's been 10 years since you left Gross Point? Don't tease me. You know what I do for a living. I just honestly don't know what I have in common with those people anymore. And what am I going to say? I killed the president of Paraguay with a fork. How have you been? Go see some old friends. Have some punch. Visit with what's her name? Debbie. Don't kill anybody for a few days. See what it feels like. I'll give it a shot. No, no, don't give it a shot. Don't shoot anything. I, uh, I'm a pet psychiatrist. I sell couch insurance. I lead a weekend men's group. We specialize in ritual killings. Hi, I'm Martin. You remember me? Oh, I know who you are. What I miss? What, since you stood me up on prom night and vanished without a word? Welcome to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Eddings. And I'm Mark C. Kelly. And what are we doing, Kelly, at the moment? It's precise moment of time. Drinking beer. Yeah. Let's <laughs> have a slurp. Someone do, listeners, needs oh. beer. Well, Anna Claire's. That was a very nice eclair. Tell you what, diverging slightly. Uh, Tesco's chocolate, Belgian chocolate eclairs. Are they good? Uh, the ganache on the top is. I like it really thick. thick. Oh, it's got to be super Bundan. thick. <laughs> who, who, who wants. There's nothing worse than that. I had a. Salted, you're into salted chocolate caramel cakes or anything? I am, as long as you can actually taste the salt in it. Yeah. I don't yeah, like yeah. it where you can't taste and you think, what's the point of having it in yeah. there? I like it to have that. I, I was at a place the other day and, uh, and it had this cake on it. Oh, it looked all moist and 
and gorgeous, and it yeah. was dry. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, well, that's that's a, a, well, a certain age uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is uh, we're, we're having a bit of a, a recordathon. Um, uh, if you wish to donate, <laughs> you can. Um, we've just done our uh, Desert Island Discs episode, which was released the other day. We're now uh, recording this episode, and then we're going to be doing uh, our following episode. So we know exactly what we've got yeah. over the next couple of months. So we hope you enjoy our Desert Island Discs. Please do. Uh, throw your opinions into the mix. Like my wife said what you should do for charity is a 24-hour podcast. Oh, my Forget. God. Right. That, <laughs> I reckon I could do it. Not on one film. That is something. That's yeah, a random... You could, God knows where we'd end up after 24 hours. Right, I don't think we could do that without the... Uh, without, 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 without enhancement, she couldn't. <laughs> no. Because there's no way... Even us, it's stuck no, after about... How, right. would you, how could you release that? You couldn't do it. There's no way I could release it. But live. Do it live on Facebook? No. Nah. This, this is not... This is. I'm just ruminating me. This is what my wife was on about the other day and I went, no. <laughs> no, no. Don't, no. any listeners, write me. in and no. at me. Don't matter how much money did you No. Because I've got to meditate. 100 grand each? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. 100 grand, that's it. 200 grand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Cal, what are we talking about? Grace Point Blank. Mm. Mm. Well, really... <laughs> It's only because he was drinking there. That word he was here. That was him drinking. He ain't gonna stop drinking for no, for no man. Uh, yeah, but um, um, what are we doing next month? Because we're recording all this stuff. Highlander. Highlander. Oh, oh, yes. Highlander. I've got that uh, 4K Spank of Armour edition. Have so, you asked him? Have you asked him? Yeah, I'm gonna watch it tonight. That'd be interesting to see how good it looks. Yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight because we're recording next week, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Next Monday. So I am, yeah, because it looks like a good... Uh, but of course, you listeners won't get that because that's our sept- sept- September yeah, yeah, yeah. edition and this is our August edition. Yeah, so we're doing... Uh, what, what did you say? Grace Point Blank. I'm sorry, for some reason, I thought you said High, high Fidelity. It's not far. It's, it's just... Well, it's... <laughs> well, no, apart from no. the world it's in, his cage was not loads different, really. Yeah. This is, and we're going to go on there, but this is when John Cusack was great. Anyway, we'll move on. Yeah, but uh, you want to have a chat about other things first. I do, want, yeah. Not? We've got to, you know, I, I saw a few people. Well, we sort of done it on the Desert Island disc, but you didn't like it anyway, and it was weren't about that. But mm. we've got to talk a bit about Doctor Who, we? Yeah, okay. You're a Doctor Who obsessive. No, no I wouldn't know. I wouldn't call you obsessive. Because I think they're wrong. In fact, I think you're just a really good big. I'm fan. a huge fan. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, you're not obsessed. Uh, it... No, I mean, I'm obsessed with the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, so you're more obsessed with stuff than the person, aren't you? Yeah. More yeah, about yeah. the things in it than yeah. the actual. The st- anyway, but it, it's a big thing, and I know we've got a lot of Waffle Arm fans who are big Doctor Who fans. I'm not so much a. I am a fan of classic Doctor Who. Don't yeah. like or really not the new. And I watch it dip in and out. So a lot of a lot of people. I know you put a little bit, you a little bit of blurb mm-hmm. on the thing, but. Let's hear it from the horse's mouth. What I think about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, no. Hmm. We've got to have your opinion. Now, yeah. now, before anyone jumps in, I have got an opinion on this, and I've told you this, and it's not me being sexist, because right. I'm not a sexy man. <laughs> so, I'm not a sexist <laughs> man. Oh, <laughs> spoil a tap. What's wrong with being sexy? What's wrong with being sexy? Now, I will give my view in a minute after, because I'm just like someone who's like, I'm the man I'm making about it. But hmm. what is your... Now you've had a couple of weeks since it's all laid down and all the people have gone mental on the internet and, uh, and mm. Colin Baker and Pete Dad's going to have a fight and all oh, well, that. Well, <laughs> them two are always banting against each other anyway and that was media overhype. Uh, and I do feel sorry for Peter Davison because he's left Twitter now because of the, all that. Yet what he said, 
I totally, totally agree. It with. was right. It was right. Um, you know, but again, he's welcome. To, you know, he has an opinion. He's allowed to say if he doesn't like, like you're allowed to say that. Oh, I'd like a female doctor. You're allowed to say I'd like a male doctor. Just because he's had that, we've had 54 years of a male doctor doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong to turn around and say that. And if you think that, then you, I'm sorry, but you're wrong, and you need to get a life. Me personally, you know what? The funny thing is, about a year ago, when all this rumor started, um, I was like. Ugh, God, is this a jump on the bandwagon, which I think part of it is a little bit, because, you know, we've had female Ghostbusters, like that turned out, people hated that film, but unfortunately I've only seen about a quarter of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must admit, I was really rather enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, like we said before, I won't comment until I've actually no, no, seen no. something. Uh, I thought I would be a lot more upset by it, because I was really hoping for Sasha Darwan, who's an Asian, uh, an Indian actor, oh, not Pakistan, I don't know, Asian actor, let's just yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was already in uh, Adventure in Space and Time, and he was recently in Sherlock. Um, and he's an American TV series at the moment. Because I thought a different coloured actor would actually be far better, if more, I'm honest. Actually, a lot more dangerous than a lot more dangerous. still yeah, a middle-class yeah. white yeah. person. Um, I, and... So I, like, about a year ago, I was quite, you know, well, I don't just jump on my And actually, when it was announced uh, and I saw the trailer for it, I loved the trailer. I thought it was so simple, Dis- disgusted with the fact they used a standard picture prop of the Eccleston target. Yeah, this is one you really, really, really annoying, <laughs> yeah. But when she held out the key and the key glowed and she looked at, she looked ahead and smiled at Tardis, I was sold straight away. Yeah. I, I just looked and... Because for me, I couldn't give it, really, if I'm honest, it doesn't bother me. As long as I believe you're the Doctor... That's all that matters to me. And as soon as... I believed her holding that key. Mm. Um, whether it was the directing of that, I'd like to know who directed that, actually. But I was sold, pretty much. Mm. I like the outfit as well. So I don't care. As long as the stories are good, you fuck with the TARDIS, I'm gone. Mm. I'm le- I'm leaving. I don't care. Because mm. that's, that's the iconic for me. I think she's going to be fabulous. She's a great actress. Would I prefer the male doctor? I wouldn't have preferred a white white doctor. That's for certain. I would really have liked to see a black or Asian doctor or Chinese doctor. Um... I think that would have been a bit braver, but this is serious. This is a brave step for them to do it. Fair play to Chris Chibnall for taking the thing. He's a Doctor Who fan. I got every faith in him. The only thing I will say is that if I don't believe these people who have been going being horrible to people who don't like this idea, you're allowed an opinion. You're not a fan, right? And I'm not. I'm not on about people who are disagree. I'm on about people who are having a go at other Doctor Who fans, which is notorious in Who 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 fandom. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're there's wrong. not a lot. A lot. There's not a lot of. Like, if you go on the Star Trek ones, right, you can have an opinion on Star Trek, but people still get behind it. Oh, I don't agree with you, because I look at them, Doctor Who's a different kettle of fish, but it I don't is, know why. It is, I think it's because of the different age groups. I, I think, think that is, is the main thing. Yeah, and, and there's a, a famous Doctor Who fan called Ian Levine. He found a lot of classic episodes. Oh, you've told me about him, He's yeah. a Northern Soul uh, DJ, actually, but he's well known in the Who circle. And he has turned around and said, "That's it. You've, you've. It's the last nail in the coffin for my Doctor Who because he's he's a classic Who fan. Well, I'm a classic Who fan, and I must admit, I, I I've mentioned this to you before. Opinions should change. You know, I, there's films that I used to like when we were younger. We talked about this before, which now I go back and watch. I think no, you know what? Loads. They're not that good. No, there is loads. And also the stuff like that I've gone back and didn't like when I was younger. I've gone back and watched that. When Doctor Who first came out, I was not over overly a fan of the whole those relationship. You didn't like the RTD, did you? I, mean, I wasn't a great fan of RTD era, but I've gone back and watched it, and yeah. I am. I really do enjoy it. I really do appreciate it. And not because of the fact that he was ahead of his time, he wasn't, but he wrote his version of Doctor Who for the genera- the new generation of fans to watch it. And now going back and appreciating that, and actually moving away from the classic Who, 
I've actually really, really enjoyed it. And I think because I'm now in that ballpark, which, where I'm not a great, still not a great fan of the love relationship, but when you think about it, if you're spending that much time with each other, mm. something's going something's gonna to connect. And it'd be wrong not to think that regardless of what race you are. Whether that happens to the new Doctor, I like the fact that with Bill, I'd still, I'd actually, I think it'd be a lot braver as well if they kept Bill, Pearl Mackey, because she's a gay character. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be really interesting if she became attracted to a female I think Doctor. Shut a bolt on that. Uh, well, issue. again, there's been a bit of you can't believe everything yet that you hear. Who knows? She may well be back. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'd like that. I think it'd be great. I don't want them to jump. It's like Peter Davison turned around and said, you know, there's always been that thing of, if you swap the role model around where you've got a strong male companion to a, a weaker doctor, that'd be jumping to stereotype me. Yeah. You're wrong. Uh, at the end of the day, we're going to see her at Christmas. I'm really looking forward to the regeneration. I'm really looking forward to that Christmas episode anyway because it's got two doctors. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Um, I think you've got to go with the flow. And to, to, to match what Peter Davison turned around and said, and if anyone listens to this, please do, you know, email what I'm about to say to everybody or send, send this podcast off to other Who fans. He wasn't horrible about it. He turned around and said, I'm a, I know I'm a bit of a dinosaur because I would have preferred the Doctor Who man, but good luck to her. I can't wait to see. He's on her side. Yet, typical fandom, typical kind of nerdism out there, they pick out certain things and that's what they go. The whole thing of, oh, Colin Baker and Peter Davison have a vote. No, they don't. All he turned around and said, someone said, well, Peter's turned around and said that, you know, um, it's it's a shame because he won't be a role model for boys. And Colin Baker turned around and said, well, at the end of the day, I think you could be a role model for anybody. It doesn't have to be a man if you're a boy. So, Peter, I think you're talking rubbish there. He wasn't having a go at him. So he was just saying that, I think you're talking rubbish. Peter wasn't upset by that. Him and Colin Baker have always had a bit of a thing. That's, because that's how they get on. You know, he does it with um, the, the actress who played Tegan, uh, whose name I can't remember now. That's mm-hmm. um, but I'm looking forward to it. I, I really am because I've not seen her perform yet. Yeah. I won't criticise her being the Doctor until I've actually seen it. Would I prefer the male Doctor? Only if it was a different colour. Yeah, that, yeah. And that's my honest Or an actor you really liked. But then again, they're not, an actor you really liked. Yeah, I mean, I love this thing people go, I mean, that was annoyed me Sunday morning. People go, oh, it's going to be Tilda Swinton. No, no, no. Come, she's an Oscar winning <laughs> actress. <laughs> yeah, 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 Come yeah. on, I look, I know TV is the big thing to be in at the moment. That's, that's but... The, not, not on not this like level. That. Not on BBC. Not BBC level. Nah, not HBO level. maybe or something. HBO, not BBC. Netflix. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the BBC. Like, yeah. But there's no one out there. If I'm really honest, apart from Sasha Darwin, oh, obviously Idris Elba, Patterson Joseph. You know what I mean? Patterson Joseph. I think would be fabulous. Great. I, I like really him. would like to see that. Uh, your man who was in Hustle, um, Adrian Lester. I think mm-hmm. he would have been a nice choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so much Richard Iodi, um, because I just think I, I would love him. Slightly he can't, he can't, he's not an actor, though, is he? He's not really an actor, but, you know, again, I, I would have gone for that. But, um, I still think my Eddie Izzard would have been amazing. No, you know, no, I, I, actually made, I actually made a joke about that on, when I was watching it live. I was going, he's got makeup on, it's Eddie Izzard. I think Eddie great. Izzard would be great. You know, I don't know what... The, I think the next Doctor after Jodie will, will be... A, She's going to be onto a hiding for nothing now, and this is a problem... This is my my problem with it. Is it just going to be always about that? Are people just going to be constantly talking about that and not talking about the stories? To me, Doctor Who's all about... Like, all science fiction is about the stories. Whatever you bring into it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. I think think she's... The male and the... I I think it's very brave of her to take it on. But ultimately, I'm not being funny with it. If you're a Doctor Who fan, you're mainly a Doctor Who fan because of the TARDIS. And that's the truth in it. And also, you always have your very own Doctor. And it's normally the first Doctor you come along with. I love all the Doctors. I won't say anyone's better than anyone, but I enjoy certain stories better than anyone. Peter Davison, because I resonate with it more. Yeah, Colin, Colin Baker, I think, was a cracking Doctor, although people say, oh, he was ace, because yeah. people never gave him a chance. 
John Pertwee though I think is having gone back and watched or oh, I'm up to Tom Baker now yeah, yeah. Baker. So, Pertwee's was great so but she's got to she's got to absorb all these past actors who have played the Doctor because and every Doctor does it you've got to have a little bit of each one yeah. and that's what I'm going to find interesting you know she ain't, she ain't going to be wearing a skirt and all that kind of jazz because I think so who was it who turned around and said this um, there was an actress I was listening to the other day and oh what was it um Oh, she, actually, no, it wasn't actually. It was a lady who was a policewoman. Mm. And she turned around and said that uh, when she first joined the police force, she had to wear a skirt, apart from late night shifts. And she goes, which was really awkward, trying to run and chase somebody and jump over fences. It weren't the best sight in the world. Yeah, yeah. So, it, with all due respect, you know, she's going to be wearing jeans, she's going to be wearing some, some kind of like, kinds of that. So, you're gonna be, it's going to be an action point. Mm. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I thought, honestly, I would have been a bit more... You know, like that. but I think because I kind of expected it. What, what I always think as well, it's a bit like, would you not watch a, would you not watch a new season of Star Trek? Whatever the captain is, whoever mm. the captain is, I don't care. We've been black, okay, as I been, said. As I said, it's, a, it's got this like in the new Star Trek. There's gay. That's starting coming in, isn't it? Because there's loads of rumours that Jason Isaac's character is going to be gay in it. Well, you what? know what? Yeah, because <laughs> in, in the last one, it was actually mentioned. What? Yeah, because the, the people do have sex. And with Star Trek, man, woman, black, whatever, you'll still watch it. Look, so that's Kurt, Kurt nobbed anything that moved. Yeah. Right? He really, Data could with anybody. Well, Riker, we all know what was going on with Riker. Yeah. Well, Doctor Who's already broke that barrier anyway with Captain Jack. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and the Doctor's sexuality has never been brought up apart from the fact that he has a granddaughter. But you don't know what the marriage thing is. You don't know what the, apart well, from the fact he loves... Doctor, well, yeah. Well, apart from the fact that the only person he's got married to, apparently was River Song but you don't know the history between Susan and Grandfather mm. that's the thing you don't know the history yeah. so there's there's loads of stuff they could do do you know what I mean I, don't, mm. I, don't, I mean don't throw it all don't do a bloody Spider-Man 3 and throw everything into the pot first yeah yeah do yeah do you know what I mean don't, yeah. don't do that but there's loads of possibilities for it and I think that's what's good it's opened up a new door a new idea which Doctor Who yeah. did need because it was starting to get a little bit stuff. I mean I have to say this before we start talking about this but I think Peter Capaldi's last series was on level of Peter Davison's yeah. last series. But he had a bad series and, before, didn't he? And that was and, always... And that was having with Peter Davison. And that was always round his neck, weren't yeah. he? And he turned around and went, I'm going to leave after this. And lo and behold, the season that he leaves, the best episodes ever done. And I think that the, the past 12 episodes of Capaldi's, I cannot find a fault with yeah. any of them. Yeah. What, a, what a cracking series to go out yeah. on. And this Christmas special... Ah, uh, to me, I mean, two tar. Well, you, you got me with the two tar. This is the fact <laughs> yeah, they, didn't, yeah. they didn't just cheat and use the two modern props. They used the the prop from uh, Adventures of Space and Time, and also the new prop. I think it's going to be great. So, what, what, what do you think? There, you, you? Well, look, I'm, you know, I'm, my just thing is, I, I just liked it because I think it was good to have a male role model that weren't violent these days. Yeah. It isn't a big muscle man. I like the fact it was young, saying to young boys that you don't have to, you don't. You don't have to be a fighter. Or you can be, or and, you can yeah. be a thinker, and that's my only thing. Is like I said, I, I'm not overly fussed. I still may give it a go, but I, you know, I just like that thing with a male. You know, this sort of what Peter Davison was saying, weren't it? Mm. That male role model is good to have someone who's like all male roles are still all about fighting, mm. being fast, having the. Mo- and I thought it was good to have someone who was, uh, you know, actually had a brain. 
But, it, it, you know, I'm not a young boy anymore. If you're watching that when you're five, you might just be exactly the same. When I was a little kid, that's why I liked Dr. Mm. Who, because I thought he was a bit different than Kirk. I mean, I like to go back to the point of, I'd like, you know, when people were watching Voyager and it was a female captain on there, I don't think anybody turned around and went, I'm not watching this. Well, that's just like Chapman's have been quite open to whatever yeah. it is. Like, well, I that. saw a thing of that. Someone turned I think if they make Kirk a woman, that might be a, might change oh, yeah, it. Yeah, as soon as you start doing that, though, that, I mean, the only, the only thing that I did have a bit of a, a, an issue with was the fact that I just wish that instead of using a already you know formatted TV program which has got fifty four years in history, why they couldn't just come up with a brand new yeah, program with a female yeah. lead? Because they're, they're scared of doing it, so yeah, they have to do it. Smith that's already there, and yeah. I agree with that. So mm. why did they do? Why did they do a new series, a completely new series about a woman who was scientific? To get women into science and all these kind of things, they're still scared to do it. Well, they could easily have used it. I mean, even if they wanted to do it, I mean, the trouble is, spin offs don't work. Class didn't work for Doctor Who. Torchwood did, to be fair, but that's because Captain Jack was such a strong character and also had, had a big gay following. And did all class not work? They get class, no, class has been cancelled. But I mean, they could even have used Devani, brought Devani in and had a spin off of her show. But the Missy didn't really work, uh, did it? Missy and Master. No, I don't I, 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 think it so, worked, never come across really, as the Master to me. No. I mean, I thought Michelle Gomez was cracking. It's just worked the Master, uh, though, was it? No. The thing is, though, of course, is the fact I think what happened with that was because Doctor could be anybody, couldn't it? Yeah, anyone could be a yeah, doctor. Yeah. You know, you could, female, man, doesn't matter about sexuality, doesn't matter about race, anybody, as long as you've got the brains, can be a doctor. Yeah. And the doctor's all about a healing, he's a good man, he's yeah. a kind man, in this case, a woman. But there's no, there's no context to sexuality regarding the title. With Master, there is. Because it would be mistress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... master and mistress. K9 used to say that. Yes, master. Yes, mistress. Yeah, yeah. So already you've got to change the name of the character. With the doctor, at least you don't change the name. So the doctor is still the doctor. Yeah, With the master. You couldn't call a woman the master. Yeah, yeah. It just, well, I suppose you could have maybe. But it's the same thing as like Time Lord. Well, nobody said Time Lady. No, the no, no. was a Time Lord. Yeah. So they can still get away with that, as long as people don't pick it too much. Yeah. But then that, that's always going to happen. You're always going to get haters, unfortunately. You're always going to get people who just aren't happy because it's not the person they wanted it to be. You know, Or, their, or theirs, when they were... That's, exactly. that's the thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So, yeah. so there you go. Uh, I just thought we had to get that out there, because you only put a little bit on there. Now, there's a lot of people who are like, We've got a few people who are obsessive Doctor Who fans. So there you go. It's all there, done now. Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it. We you might know. talk about it later in the year when it's been on. I think so. I think I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a podcast, I think, on tracks in sci-fi about um, Capaldi, or at least Capaldi's era. So that should be mm-hmm. quite good. Is there anything else we can talk about? Because being that one that we're going to be a month in advance now. Uh, well, we have got a little bit. It's something, it's something we're talking about today, weren't we? Um, about T-shirts. Oh, yes. No. I know listeners are going to think, either then two twats. Talking about things that we're never going to see. But we are generally going to do T-shirts. Well, the fact that you're the one who's been doing the research. I've it, been having a lot of It's unusual for me. Really but I've just been looking about. Now, are there listeners out there who genuinely want a T-shirt? Mm. Now, I don't mean, yeah, I want one. And then we get them made. <laughs> no because you're not getting it. them for free. This yeah, is not yeah. a freebie. No, no, right? No. It's not swap shop. We are not going <laughs> to swap. You're going to send us crap. Well, well you can swap it for £100. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. If you genuinely want a T-shirt, mm. come on out, go on our Facebook group and put it on there, yeah. right? Because we can't, if there's four people, it's it's unreasonable because mm. we can't get made. It's not cheap enough. No. Allah, if it's a hundred people, 
Yeah. We can't do it either. No. But if it's 25 people want a T-shirt, we can get some T-shirts made. You can buy them. So is there anyone out there who genuinely wants one? I know people say, oh, I really want one. But we are going to get that sorted mm. in the next couple of months. So if you genuinely want one, either get in touch with meds, mm-hmm. not me because I won't answer your back, <laughs> or go onto our Facebook group and maybe post in there saying, oh, yeah, I'd like a T-shirt. Mm. And so we've got to sort of think about sizes. <laughs> yeah. Right? We've got I to think be honest small's about, out. Small's out. This is sci-fi world. We understand that. So, <laughs> and remember, if there's too many people want too many sizes, yet again, yeah. it costs us too we, much. We, we, we haven't got, got a lot out. of money. Hmm. So, you know, if, like, say, 25 people want one of a medium size, we can get that sorted. Hmm. And, like I said, we wouldn't charge out. We're not going to make... We're not going to make money out of this. No, no, no. It's going to be not. It's like we're doing it because we'd like we'd like people to wear our. Yeah, and our we've been to a few things, haven't we? Where you've saw people with podcast yeah. t's, and like I said, I went to see an Elvis thing, and someone had like a, a, like a, a podcast called Slaughterhouse, and I thought, oh, I thought he could be doing it, or just be a fan of it, and I like yeah. that. I thought we should do that. Yeah. I know there's not thousands of us out there, no. but a few people have said I'd quite like one. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go about getting a, see if I can get one in with a, like a work shirt in with embroidered name. Yeah. That's, that's mine. That's if a lot of people get, if 40 people say, we'd look, oh, we could probably get better quality. Yeah. And that's and the then, thing. And then we can work, I mean, it won't be ridiculous expense, but what we'll do is we'll work out how much it costs to get it printed, the t-shirts and postage uh, and packaging and all that, because that's what we'll, we'll end up charging you. Maybe a pound on top. Yeah, maybe. Like I said, £10 maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. But yeah, so that's our plan. So again, join our Facebook group and all uh, comment on there. I mean, that tends to go off on its own, that Facebook group, doesn't it? It does, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in a film. You was in a film? I was in a, a motion picture, ladies and gentlemen, a film that's going to be on the cinema. I uh, I played Man Opening uh, Shutter Door. <laughs> yeah. I must have been there some good... Ha- I got to press the one fucking button. Right? <laughs> of all the things to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, you recognise me by uh, my uh, my obvious makeup uh, making me look slightly Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that was for anyone who remembers, uh, we mentioned Polterheist uh, by uh, Dave Gilbank. Uh, you can still uh, donate to the thing. They've got some great backing from some big stuff now, uh, but there's still a lot of incentives out there. Um, just message me if you want to know. I'll probably, I'm going to put a link up again on our Facebook group page, but uh, support British cinema, support independent British yeah. cinema. It's very important. And you too could be in the background scene Ooh. doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's good to see, good to be actually on the proper film set with a wardrobe and catering. Mm. They did some nice cheese cobs. <laughs> That's pretty what, Very British. As we went to the memorabilia fair, that is all important. <laughs> is what food is free. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, and what happened to that? You broke the bloody coffee machine and spilled <laughs> everything on the Bourbon biscuits. <laughs> now, we're talking about um, Gross Point Blank Cow, but what do we always do? Play some kind of theme tune. Okay, so... What are you playing? How about the Violent Femmes Blister in the Sun? Yes. I don't even know why My girlfriend 
Okay, so then, gross point blank. This was directed by George Armitage. He hasn't directed an awful lot, Cal. No, it's on his mind. He's producing and stuff, isn't it? And it's a screenplay. It's based on a story by Tom Jankowitz. I bet I've got that wrong. Uh, And the screenplay by Ross was by him, Steve Pink, John Cusack and D.V. DeVenicentis. Cusack will go on to work with Pink later on uh, doing High Fidelity. Ah, yeah. I'll tell you what, it sums up about why... This film, why John Cusack is so cool in this film, because he can't write it. Exactly. He does yeah. know they're going to make them the coolest person with the best dialogue. Oh, well, of course. And he does have the and best, best dialogue. Um, I'll go on to the actors in, in a minute. The music, though, uh, was by Joe Strummer. Uh, you know, who, I forgot about that until I watched it last night. Mm. I thought it's bloody Joe. That's why that music in that is amazing, because it's fucking Joe Strummer. Well, it? I also I have all the music, which we'll talk about at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Um, it was released on April the 11th, 1997, so it's 20 odd years old, which is amazing when you think about yeah. it. Uh, 107 minutes, it had a budget of 15 million and made 28 million pounds, uh, so dollars, sorry. Yeah, so it's not like a massive breakout either, is it? It's like, well, it was a very kind of like undergroundish film, really. I think a lot of people don't know about it. There's no, mm. it's, it, you know. Yeah. Well, we saw it at the cinema, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about John Cusack. Look at John Cusack there on that picture, there. and I. Uh, Look at him there, wearing a slightly off-bluish, silky suit with a black shirt and blue tie. Cal, why? How cool does he look in his film? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he know he he's like, how can I make Martin Blank look really cool? Mm. And he's a lot different because, like you said, when you see him, he's generally wearing that look. Yeah, but there's is. something about a dark suit with a dark shirt and a yeah. dark tie that looks fucking cool. He it? does. I mean, his, his main suit at the beginning is black suit with a black with a green shirt and green tie. Even though he's free buttoned and I don't do free buttoned suits. Yeah, but I think you've got to be time. pretty thin to get away with uh, two I, Actually, I, what's my suit now? My suit's a two button suit. Two, you know, in Italy, it's uh, a one button. One button. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's hard to put on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One that's button suit, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Cusack, born June 28th, 1966 in Illinois. Uh, he still lives in Chicago. He was born in Evan Evanston. He now lives in Chicago. He's been acting since 1983. So he's been going on. Um, this is a point where Cusack was, was actually a quite a good box office. Jordan only had done this, of course. He had done Con Air. Well, yeah, he was in, this was his sort of second... Like He was really big in the 80s with all mm. like, the Shua thing and all them kind of things. And then this was his second wind, weren't yeah, it? Where, yeah. When he was in... I remember going to see Con Air. I right, Conair, well, do you know Conair was on the other night, weren't he? Mm. Twitter was going mad for it. Everyone loves that film. That's the so, film you should do. Yeah, anyway, waffle. because it is brilliant. It's shit, but brilliant at the same time. It is that. 
It is. It, it's it is so because ridiculous. It's like Nicolas Cage is possibly the best hair he's ever had in a film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got Steve Buscemi as a paedophile. Yeah. Uh, it's got John Malkovich right. being John Malkovich. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant John uh, Malkovich. It's got Bing Rhames in it. Yeah. Bing oh, Rhames is in it. Colmean is in it. Oh, he's a cracking film. And as you say, it's really over the top. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's like, uh, there was that period you got like this and the rock work. Yeah. It's like the most you can face off. And bang, yeah. I want his face off. Oh. Which is brilliant. But anyway, get back to John Cusack. Now, for some reason, I thought Cusack was in The Rock. Where it's not no, that's it? a Cage film, is But it? I just think this was his second win, weren't it? Well, I remember going to sit thinking, John Cusack don't do films like mm. this. Because he usually does wise cracking where he's like a love interest. But he's amazing, isn't he? He is. We saw this at the cinema and we also saw, which I think is his best film, is High Fidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I adore High Fidelity. Actually, that's not too bad from the book as well. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cracking, another cracking soundtrack film. Yeah. Uh, Mini Driver. No, no. Sorry, to, sorry to, for our female listeners. Do you, can you drive her? No. Would yeah. you? Uh, yeah. Don't say. <laughs> Don't say. Would you? <laughs> it's not, I'm sorry. That's why I apologise first. Yeah, yeah, we well, are. But we're men. Yeah, then, I don't like her. I find her fucking annoying. Right. But, I, yeah, she's really good in this. Mm. And like I said, I've never really knew about her. Hands like goalposts. Hands of a goalkeeper. Oh, right. That was her, wasn't it? In yeah. uh, Alan Partridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Got hands like a goalkeeper. Yeah, um, Yeah, and also she was in uh, Bond. She was in uh, playing the, the singer to Robbie Coltrane's girlfriend. You know, she's going, stand by your meow. Well, that's when the re- that was Bond was really by me. I quite like her. She's brilliant in this. Mini Driver plays Debbie Newbury in this. Um, she's born 31st of January 1970 in Marlborough, London. She currently resides in... LA. She's been actress since uh, 1990, most well known for Speechless and Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I think the, I think the thing with her in, 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 within this is the fact that she's not too sappy, is she? No. That's what's good about this film. The saccharine has sort of been taken out of this film, hasn't it? Because it could have been, ended up being yeah. scoring in the end, but it's just not. I like the fact as well that she's not, oh, I mean, she's not overly pining for him. That's no, that, really everyone like, says that. It's like, like, oh, where you been? It's yeah. like, yeah, I've got on my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really like we're trying to find where you've been then for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan Arkin, legendary Alan Arkin, born Alan Wolf Arkin. Oh, that's a middle line. Yeah, well. Uh, March 26th, 1934. Still alive, a cracking age of uh, 83. Been acting since 1957. Uh, a lot of people remember, of course, Anne Arkin has taken over the role of Inspector Clouseau in A Shot in the Dark when Peter Sellers didn't want to do it again. Of course, Sellers came back. Coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's only plays a small part. He plays really the, good, uh, uh, the psychologist uh, Oatman in it. And he's by the way, he smashes the telephone. What's <laughs> weird, though, because there was a period, because you think Sopranos mm. wasn't that far off. I always thought, I wonder if they got something, Sopranos got something about, like, the hitman yeah. talking to a psych. Uh, to when his, was analyse this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Analyse this was about the same time. As, I, I think it was something. To me, this was the first to do that. That you know, if you have a bad character, because he is a bad, he is a bad character. Oh, he's a hitman. Yeah. He's a hitman, right? And he, like I said, there's bits in it where he says he likes it as well, isn't yeah. it? Right? But there are people as well, and they must have problems dealing with. Yeah, people's. Background, background, and like, I like all that stuff. And like I said, he's only he had it up and he, again, probably 10 minutes, probably not even that. But he's really good. Yeah. I like the way he's scared. Yeah, <laughs> I am scared. It's the way he turns he out. Joke, he yeah, yeah, he, he turns <laughs> out and he goes, Look, you know, I don't, I don't think I can work for him. He goes, oh, cause, Plus, I know where you live. And he goes, No, 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 no. My anxiety levels are just gone high. Because <laughs> I'm joking, you can not joking, Martin. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you said what you was feeling. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. now I've got to think I've got to go home, you know, where I live, and all that. And he goes, Oh, I wouldn't wipe you out. 
And it's about these curls up on the side of line there. <laughs> I know you're there, old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't go home anymore. <laughs> uh, now, Danny Boy, the wonderful Dan Ackwood as grocer. Born Daniel Edward Ackwood on July the 1st, 1952. Uh, 65, he's of course Canadian. And he's been acting since 1971. We all know him, of course, as being the Blue Cup yeah. the Ghostbusters. We talked about both of those films. Um I think one of his best films. I agree. I, you know, I watched, he was on Sunday Brunch, I told you, like a cooking show. Yeah. And he, t- and he mentioned that. And he, they said, what's your favourite film? He said, my favourite film I've done is Blues Brothers because it meant so much to me. Mm. But he said, if I was going to say to someone to watch one of my films, I'd pick Grace Point Blank. I really? Because he said it was the roles I always wanted to do mm. but no one had ever given me. Oh, and he's so good, isn't it? Because I think the reason, like I said, because John Cusack has got a lot to do with Chicago, mm. even though he's from Canada, he's got a lot to do with Chicago. Well, he always has House of Blues, blues and all that. Blues, and I think yeah. that's, he just, and he's so good in it because he's funny and he is a bit deranged, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, he's popping nuts. <laughs> he's popping nuts in this. I mean, for the whole of this film, he's like he's trying to get in, get a blank to join the union. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's trying to kill him at the same time. As yeah, we yeah. said earlier on, he's, 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 have you noticed his gun has got two barrels? His yeah, gun. That is weird. Double, he's it? got a double barrel pistol gun. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. like, I should have actually researched that. Yeah, because uh, one thing about this has got good gun porn in it. It's got some good. Yeah. yeah if you're into John Woo movies and you've yeah. never saw this, if you like people diving about with two guns that don't work. Yeah, doesn't matter. This has got some great two. I, I think you cannot be in a film. The Equalizer. The first time I ever saw it was in the Equalizer when he opens up that, that secret cupboard behind his, yeah, yeah, his kitchen, good. and all of his weapons are there. And yeah. you look, it's literally, it's literally wank fight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And anything where you, yeah. op- you open up a case and there's knives, he does it in this film. He opens that case. He's, he's got, got his knife. cat. He's pretty got all that it's stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now Joan Cusack, of course, is uh, John Cusack's sister as Marcella. Uh, born 11th of, uh, 11th of October 1962 uh, in New York City. She's been actress, acting since 1979. Um, is it wrong for me to turn around and say that? I don't know why I do, but I quite fancy her. She looks a lot like him as well. She does, they're, they're, yeah, they're very similar. She has, like, she's always had a slightly weird yeah, yeah. jaw kind of thing. Now, I seem to remember, was she in School of Rock? She was. She was one of the Stevie Nicks yeah. thing. And she, she loves Stevie Nicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she's so good in this as well. In fact, there's a lot of the, lot of the Cusack family in this film. Oh. His other sister's in this as well. And I think, uh, I'm sure she plays Anna, who's the one with the baby at the school union. And I think the baby the actual, is actually her realizes, baby. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that's why he's so comfortable holding the baby. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, other supporting people in this is uh, Jeremy Priven. He's wicked. As Paul Spirecki. I, I, I love the way in that. I, I love the way he's like, he's not, you know, he, he, can't, he can't hold it in after the wall. Yeah. Where you been, man? Yeah, he in the car. He's holding him for ages. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. been, where you been? Where and, you been? And also right at the very end, yeah, yeah. he goes, Paul, you're a state agent, yeah, yeah. so you kill people, and just walks up. <laughs> uh, Hank Azaria, of course, is playing uh, one of the, the, the two Government, that, yeah, they're wicked, they are, because you don't really know what they're up to, really, do you? No, you don't know really what they're up to because at the first you think they're hitmen, but the the government hitmen, yeah. yeah but... uh, now, uh, did you know that he's in this film, Michael Kuditz, of yeah. course, who plays Bob, who looks exactly like he does in The Walking Dead. He ain't changed. He just his moustache needed to be a little bit yeah, longer. Yeah. He's got that clay brick where he's really pissed on the dance floor doing that. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And also, when Paul's doing that to mirror in the bathroom, he's doing ding, 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 ding. Yeah, ding, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> uh, now, Michael Kudis, of course, he plays Bob Destapello, which is a really only supporting role. Obviously, he was the class bully, the class jock in there. Yeah. And uh, we, a lot of people, of course, will recognise him as playing Abraham. Yeah. Who I felt so I liked Abraham, but they never did anything good with him. 
He, he could have been so much better. But yeah, why he, they started killed him good. he started out really good. Like, yeah. But you knew it. You just, in the end, they just didn't know what to do with him, did they? And that's my only problem with Walking Dead. Yeah. They've had some great characters and done nothing with them because they're obsessed with the certain bloody people. <laughs> I, I've, like. got a, I've got a feeling, because I wasn't overly impressed with last no, season. I, no, ne- the Negan, I don't care what people uh, say. I don't think the Negan's sort of not that I, great. I just I, don't. I don't think it's going to die on his ass, is it? Because it has started to lose a little bit. But well, the Negan, every, every season. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, when Negan gets his payback, which we all know he's going to, yeah. right, then it might pick up again, mightn't it? So that's what you got. Anyway, then. Uh, Benny Eulogies as Felix La Poupelle. Now he's the hitman who's he's a funny looking fellow. He's a he? really funny looking fellow, isn't he? Yeah. He's had some work done, clearly. Um, he's the one in the uh, the shopping centre and also the one he kills in the school. Now, interesting thing is he's born June of 2952. Other name is The Jet. He's uh, only five foot six, Cal, so he's slightly taller than you. All right. He's That's a lightweight, super lightweight, white work, boxing karate. He's kickboxing years. Yeah, you he, can uh, see he knows the... Um... Oh, yeah. He's uh, won 54 wins, uh, 49 by knockout. Fucking hell. Uh, he's had two losses, one draw, and two no contests. Students, John Cusack. They taught John Cusack how to... Oh, they um, John Cusack. So, I thought that bit is uh, really good. These are the names you're going to enjoy. Yeah, go These are his fellow students. Peter Cunningham. Yeah. David Lee Roth. What? Richard Norton. Oh, Dave Mustaine. What? Duff McKagan. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, all people who are drunkies. All people, yeah. Kira, 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 he had a black belt in Kempo, <laughs> Judo, Jiu Jitsu, Shotokan Karate, Taekwondo, Kaju Kendo, Kendo, and Kickboxing. Okay, you can tell go. that. Uh, so there we go. Now, should we go for the film? Mm. Okay, again, jump in now. Now, the film starts with the wonderful song of, you know, I can see clearly now. That's a good bit of singing, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, it. I couldn't quite remember who did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, his secretary, played by Joan Cruz, of course, reads out the school reunion, uh, just as Martin is shooting a bike of assassin. Now, what's wonderful is he shoots a bike of assassin. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, then, it's really weird because he's obviously paid to kill someone. Yeah. But the good thing about this is the pettiness between all the hitmen. Oh, yeah, yeah. That they're always taking each other's jobs away at night. Yeah. Well, on this one, he's paid He's paid to kill the assassin to keep the other guy alive. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd's obviously, well, Grosser, has been paid to make sure that other bloke dies. <laughs> so Martin shoots the biker assassin, then Grosser comes out of the shadows, shoots all of the men, yeah. then offloads his gun into the body, yeah, and then, then drops the gun right. Right. And, guns and then turns around and casually walks off, undoing the coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he steals that scene so well. But there's an interesting thing that when they, they meet up at the, the like the kind of like the wilderness where he pulls out and they're saying, Oh, I'm in Ukraine, blah blah blah. Dan Ackroyd turns around and says, Oh, it could be is it um Blank says, no, Ackroyd says, uh, we could be working again. So does that mean they used to work together in the past? It, it, well, you know, uh, I, I read a thing with John Cusack about five years ago, he said in his head he had this as a TV series. Mm. That was going to be his head. Him in the TV, so he said, I could have done this. I had this vision of a series mm. showing you about Blank's past, where he was in them 10 years. Yeah. You know, and then where mm. he went after it, when he went on the road. Well, we were talking about that. Yeah. When the ending happens. And that's it. But the studio could never get the funding. Oh. Like I said, I think, in a way, this film is a sort of a film out of its time because it, it is pitch black comedy, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 it really is, and I think you know. It's like I was my wife, and she didn't really like it that much. Oh really? She, oh, she, did, she did you watch it together? Did yeah. You? yeah. So it was all right. 
But see, I, you know, I didn't find Hitman funny. You said it's not mm. funny, but uh, to me, it sort of is. Oh, uh, yeah, I like Hitman. Well, you always had figures you always wanted to be a Hitman, that's why. That was always one of your things, didn't you? Come away. I didn't want to be a Hitman, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> what, does, what does that sound like? <laughs> because in your head, that's what you think it's like. Oh, yeah. Wearing cool clothes, having all wicked gadgets, you mm. can fly around the world and kill and people. Then, and then Statham come along, and clearly I was just not up to scratch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed as well how Dan Aykroyd just adores driving cars fast, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the way yeah. he speeds out of that thing. Because <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. he, he did a lot of the driving in the Blue Twilver, yeah, so yeah. he's kind of like, you know, he's well known for that. Excuse me? That's because I just drank that beer down quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Blank's next uh, kill, he's dropping poison down. Yeah, this is actually quite, uh, quite a dark scene, isn't it? Yeah, so he's in the loft and he's looking down. He's got a camera down there. He's dropping his string down, and just as he's about going to mouth, the guy turns his head, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. And he ends up just shooting him. Yeah, I like that line. He goes, oh, whatever it is, I'll stop. It's not me. Because that's what he constantly yeah. says all the way through, doesn't he? It's not me. Yeah. I'm just paid to do it. So yeah. I don't give a shit. You pay me off or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. And that's the horribleness of being a hitman, isn't it? Well, that's it. Yeah, you're there to do a job. Yeah, and, and he does it. And it's like a really mad. It's like. He just fucking shoots him and he's not mm. that bothered with it all. He's nah. like, that's the thing. And that, that's the scene I really like because that just goes to show actually how cold Oh, yeah, is. yeah, yeah. It's again one of the things where you, you like Blank. Yeah. But you again, do like him. He's an anti-hero. He's, he's a leader anti-hero. And he's dressed like the death, isn't he? Well, again, I'll put here on my notes, Blank looks good in a black suit and green shirt and tie. Yeah. So he is just... And he's got jet black hair as well, drawn back. He's got those wicked sunglasses on, which look really nice. Um, so he shoots him and then the next scene we see is with Dr. Oatman played by Alan Arkin in that most brilliant scene unfortunately again we don't have any clips for this but uh, it's, sort of, it's a bit hard to put clips in because it's so fast as well it's like really the, fast paced also speed. you know please just go and if you, I it's pick, dirt I'm, cheap I'm, as well this five film quid, yeah. five quid right. use our Amazon link <laughs> now on the way he did decide to go to his school reunion but only because really only because he gets a uh, job he's made because he fucked up that hit, didn't he? Yeah, so he's got to make. He's up got to him. make up for it because obviously they're talking. This world's going on where you're going to make amends, mm. but he doesn't know what the job is. No, till later on, as you as you find out later on. Oh, did you like that thing where the, the job's in that red packet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something quite nice about that red yeah, packet, yeah, yeah. isn't it? So you know, all he knows is that the job is in Detroit, and that's exactly where his school reunion's going to be. So he thought, I might as well do two things in one, in uh, well, to kill two birds with one stone. Today. And this is where we hear here. <clears throat> um, Blistering the Sun by Violent Femmes. And then the Clash, uh, Rudy Can't Fail, which is yeah. just amazing oh, It's just tune. brilliant. The first music for the first thing is like, bloody hell, this is great. Oh, I, told you, I really did tell the idea of putting music over it, but then we probably get sued. Yeah, yeah. But well, it's going <laughs> to take ages to edit because every track in this is... Oh, but there's loads, oh, of, just so loads and loads of music, isn't there? Um, he sees Debbie, who's uh, playing on the radio, and then he goes and sees a teacher... Uh, which is a bit of an awkward conversation but know, I like that because uh, yeah, you've still got the man who put Tyler Moore look and she's yeah. yeah you've still got the devil look have you yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. The that's look. the thing you can see that they all knew there was something different about him yeah. and that's the thing isn't it everyone knew yeah. he was something different about that, him that's nice that isn't it and then he says like you know he's going home and he goes oh are you and that's when, of course, we get get um, Guns N' Roses version of uh, Paul McCartney's yeah, Live and Let Die when he finds the ultimate store. I love now. I love that bit. Why are you here? Yeah, it's a shift. What? Why are you? What? He's kind of getting yeah. into it. What? Who? <laughs> How long have you been? How long have you been here? Yeah, yeah. You know, two weeks or that. Yeah, and that, where's your manager? How yeah. long has he been? Who? Who, <laughs> who are you? Yeah. Yeah, I love that bit. Yeah. And you find out, of course, that's where his home was. That's where his house was. I don't know why they would knock a whole house down, but still. well, basically, you can see that one of his the person who did that deal was Jeremy Piven, wasn't it? 
Oh, uh, Paul, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so you don't know what's going on because you can see his backstory. You might be like, he's quite sad, isn't it? Mm. Well, as, uh, yeah, because he goes and sees his mum. Uh, it's, it's a very sad bit, isn't it? Yeah, because he goes to the, he goes home and his mum's in this, well, obviously a psychiatric kind of like residence, really. It's not like a yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I so was... Where she's kind of like she acknowledges him and he thinks, "Where well, am all the money I sent your mum?" Yeah, so he's yeah. obviously been sending the money, and it's all gone, and the house is gone, and she's like, and, and clearly she's suffering from Alzheimer's. And then or, she just goes and she, she goes, yeah, it's really she, sad bitch. She goes, "Who are you?" Yeah, who are you? Because oh, you're a very you're a handsome young man. Who are you? Because yeah. Marty. Because I'll see you later, Marty. And then and then you'd seen quickly to the cemetery. Yeah, where he just, which is a weird thing where he just pulls open a bottle of whiskey. It's obviously an alcoholic, wasn't yeah. it? Or something. Like I said, it's a very sad. And I think that he's trying to paint the picture of his backstory. Yeah. You know? He ended up like he did because. He didn't have much love in his life. Like I said, he's, you know, something went up with his mum, you don't know. And mm. then you've got with Mini Driver's character as well, that he runs away. He's, he just ran away from it. He couldn't yeah, deal with couldn't, it, could couldn't he? Couldn't deal with it. He then goes and visits, uh, he pops into the studio to see Debbie. And you can tell there's an immediate attraction. Well, one, they stand there, they snog each other pretty quickly. And you find out that he actually stood her up on prom night. Um, he walks out, he goes back into the booth and they do like a phone-in. And the two hitmen are there watching there. And I love the way that they join in yeah. with, with the phone conversation. Yeah. Yeah, you're a hard man. Yeah. <laughs> and also you find out that one of the, his classmates from school is also phones in saying, uh, you know, he doesn't say very apologetic about it all. Yeah, yeah. And you also tend to then see the strange foreigner who's the other hitman walking past him and blank nose, doesn't he? He clocks everyone. You can see that's the thing with his minds. And he sees them in the car, doesn't he? Mm. He sees it and he knows that something's going on, doesn't like, he? And that's been then he also sees Paul and it's quite nice the way they do that because their relationship, you could tell that they used to be really good mates. And they go to a house that he's selling and then they go to Debbie's house. I like the bit where he goes to that house and he goes, uh, you know, if I had money, I'd like a house like this and a wife like you. <laughs> yeah. And the way the guy, they get really offended. You think, yeah. that's not a horrible thing to no, say. No, say no, no, no. We've got that, obviously, like, jobs worth of your security. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're he goes, that. He goes, I saw loads of people milling about. He goes, is this me? Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, just me, me. On, the, on the lawn. <laughs> And as a driver, it's what you said. Suddenly he shouts, he goes, 10 years! <laughs> he's a he goes, you can see he's been thinking about yeah. that. That's what it's like when you have a shot like that, yeah. isn't it? It's like when I met my mate Apple after, he's like, what the fuck have you been up to? What yeah. the fuck? Where have you been for 10 years? And he says, I freaked out, I joined the army, I worked for the government, and then went to business for myself. I'm a professional killer. He never he lies. twice. He never lies yeah. in this film, does no. he? He tells people what he, he does. He, he, he tells Minnie Driver. Yeah. He tells Minnie Driver. Well, um, uh, Debbie's, tells Debbie, he tells yeah. Debbie's dad. In fact, Debbie's dad is the only one. <laughs> he goes, uh, what, what? He goes uh, what'd you do yourself? Uh, was I right? Did you fuck up? And he goes, no, I kill people for a living. He goes, hmm, excellent word. No, because uh, growth industry. Growth industry. Carries up in his paper. And that, that's probably then you realise why. Yeah, yeah. That um, so back to his secretary I love the bit of the secretary she's ordering ammunition and she gets so pissed off dad here's not what I ordered yeah, I knew you'd love that bit uh, but he's going about the bullets all the different bullet types yeah. and he got steel bullet and all this I see like that. I said in America this is normal but Britain we don't hear things like that it's, no. just, and, and it's not cool guns are not cool well, they but they cool. can be cool in yeah. film. Yeah, no, guns are cool, but the people who use them yeah, aren't. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Guns don't kill people, it's people who hold them at yeah. the end of the day. Well, unless you drop one and <laughs> yeah, shoot yeah. you in the face. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I had my gun, my, my uh, gas canister gun. You used gun. to be holding that all bloody night. Keeping it there all, all night. Just holding it. Caressing it. Caressing it. Well, I was single at the time. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that loved me. Um, anyway, um, Martin goes to the store. 
<laughs> this is really bad. Now, what was the game? The Doom played? 2. Doom 2, well done, yeah. He walks in, the Dodger guy walks in. They have this massive shootout. It's a brilliant shootout as That's well. So it's a brilliant good, shootout. It's a ridiculous shootout. Yeah. You couldn't fire that mad bullies round and that but he looked cool, didn't he? Nah, it does look cool. And then you see them then that he's he's put like some dynamite in the microwave. They all run out. Well, he runs out, he grabs the store clerk. And, and this is where you actually notice the continuity fault because when he blows up, you see them down the floor. Blank's glasses clearly fall off his face. Oh, I don't and know. then when he cuts back, he's got them back on again. All oh, right. I, I always notice that. And the way the kid just gets really pissed off. I'm pissed! <laughs> I haven't got a job! <laughs> yeah, yeah, walk yeah. home! Oh. And then he phones Debbie. And then they come up to the Hippo Club which I wonder if it's a real club. That is I that, is it a real... Is it, oh, you're going to give us facts later at the time. Uh, well, to be fair, I had to quickly write this last night, so I don't quite... I do have lots of facts, but I might have to scroll through them. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. Well, is that a real, the real town? Like, is uh, it? Yeah, Gross, Gross Point's a real town, but apparently they weren't really allowed to film an awful lot in there, so a lot of it's filmed in LA. Oh, like, right. So. I like the way that they're having that drink, although, of course, Debbie drives a car, and then Amy comes along, and she's a drunk woman who... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he sees the hitman in the toilet and just tells him straight out, I'm going to finish my drink, take her home, and then we'll sort it out. Yeah, yeah, And you find out Grozer's in the toilet with him. And then yeah. they're like, I've had you that's it. Yeah, gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a weird old world they're all in, isn't it? And mm. like I said, it's unrealistic. I can't imagine Hitman and all these guys. Also, characters. why is he there? Is he there because he's also got the same job as what Blank's got? Well, that's a good point, actually. It is yeah. weird, isn't it? Mm. Um, then they all go to... Um, what is that there? They meet the host all smiles and bullshit. What's that? What was that for then? Oh, that's it, yeah. He, uh, Martin Blank and Grover meet in that coffee shop. I love that. I love Dan Aykroyd's thing yeah. because they're going to drill a hole and fucking go ahead and fuck your brain, don't they? <laughs> but, like, that's what this film is because they're, they're both got guns at all the while, haven't yeah. they? They've got the guns hidden, but I love the way He's got each in a brain bag. He's got brain bag, but I, what I do, I love is the fact that the way they order their dinner. I mean, Cusack, well, Blank has an omelette, omelette white uh, and omelette. An egg white omelette because he wants omelette. the protein. Yeah. He has like, like oh, yeah, he has like hash browns, eggs, side of bacon <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. side, beans, uh, toasted, some toasted yeah. rye bread, yeah, yeah, a yeah. cup of coffee. But it's the way Ackroyd says it so well. A bit like in the Blues was where he goes, uh, uh, just like you know, just bread, just toasted bread, man. Yeah, and yeah. You put it on that, just bread. Yeah, he has such a good way of like delivering food, and and it's like it's a waffle, way. it's a waffle house, really, isn't it? Yeah, I'd yeah. love to go to one of them. Yeah, waffle, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, no, that is a great scene. That is because it's just all attention. But I like that thing because uh, is there going to be meetings there? He goes, yeah, because I don't want to join them. Yeah, and he can't get it. He said he don't want to join no, with them. No. Does he? he can't get it because he goes. Lone gunman, doesn't yeah. he? He goes, that says it all. Yeah, <laughs> what I like as well is when we now talk about the fact, the reason why a lot of people are after Blank was that he shot that bloke, the millionaire's dog, yeah, by yeah. accident. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it, yeah, because he keeps on about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And as he gets out, he knocks the thing out of the way of his hand, so he gets to walk off. And he, the way he turns around, he goes, uh, he's just taking the piss out of him, isn't he, Blankies? So he goes, whoop, whoop. <laughs> So anyway, they, get the, um, they go to the, the whole kind of like... Um, the reunion gig that they It's a really good scene, no, that scene, isn't it? There. I, I love that kind of thing, the awkward moment of crap small talk, where like he goes, uh, hi, yeah, I'm blank, and she's like, oh, hi, how are you? Uh, yeah, oh, okay, then. Let's go. Somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere else. And we get, we get, aha, take on me, we get white lines, yeah, uh, yeah. and more like an Egyptian. Um, Jenny Slater, hello, Jenny. Oh, I love that bit, where... Paul, he's talking to Paul yeah. and Jenny Slater comes along and he's going, Hi Jenny Slater. Yeah, yeah. Hi Jenny Slater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey Jenny Slater. <laughs> just, uh, just walk past me. And yet later on, you see him dancing with Jenny Slater. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, we get, of course, the wonderful song of Under Pressure by uh, Queen and uh, David Bowie. Again, such, such brilliant things. 
We then see Martin, they're all walking around, who sits down with a friend who has a baby. This, of course, turns out to be, in real it's, life, his sister. Yeah, and that scene is where he realises... I think that's when he starts to realise that he doesn't want to do it anymore, doesn't he? Yeah. He wants to have roots now. Yeah. I think if that's the point of this film. He, you know, his mum gone and his dad gone and he's got nothing there now. It's just that bit with the baby, because he don't know hold it at first, does no, he? The baby's just staring at him, isn't it? That's a wonderful and he's just scene, staring the way that he's just... kind of looking in wilderness, because... A baby is pure innocence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A baby's pure innocence. It's got no, it's got no knowledge. It's got no influence. Doesn't yeah. know anything. Yeah. And you're looking at a new beginning. It's yeah, a yeah. new start of life. Yeah, and yeah. I love the way he does that. And Cusack acts so well. Cusack must have the smallest mouth in history. Everyone talks about this. He's mini mouth. So yeah, he's mini mouth. Yeah, yeah, he's got mini mouth. Uh, anyway, he holds the baby, and uh, and and then, of course, you've got under pressure, and this is our last dance, which is, I think, an ironic line in the this is last chance, really, last chance, last dance. Um, now, Bob turns up, who of course is uh, Michael, who's from Abraham from walking in. Uh, then him and no, he does his po- and his poem, <laughs> and his poem, don't he? Because no. he goes, he goes, let's go for it now, and he goes, listen. There's no animosity between if yeah. you holding on to something a long time That's ago. Because let it all out, man. And he starts reading his poem. He goes, just get to the end. And, then, and it's a ridiculous poem. He goes, yeah, you got it out of your system now. Yeah. Just walks up and just leaves. And let him let's into it. Um, he goes and, uh, well, Blanc goes and has a look at his old uh, locker. Finds it hidden at the top of an old joint, which is a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> going to yeah, yeah, And then, of course, that other hitman turns up and you get a proper rough fight. It's fucking it? brilliant fight. It's because yeah. it's so violent. It is so violent. And that's when you realise again, Blanc. Yeah. Right, no, because the thing is earlier, that bloke gives him his pen, doesn't he? Yeah. Because oh he, yeah, he's yeah, uh, he goes, he's I, and I love that bit the way. He gives who's him Steve that. Pink? Who's the guy who voted with him? Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so he's got his pen off him. But that fights, and you can tell now thinking about now it. Now you sold me that we could. Do, it makes sense how good, how it good is. Because my are. god, he gets his leg up high, and he John Cusack. God, he did enough, yeah. Because the way it just happens naturally, he's like looking at his finger. He just walks around the corner, and it's like instant in the yeah. fight, straight away. Straight away, and he only he only wins you by stabbing him through the neck. With oh the yeah, pen. when it's an equal fight, and he's just he's got that weapon. Pen's mightier than the sword. Yeah. That's what that's all about, exactly, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, now um, his mate comes along, of course, and then after they roll him up and uh, and, and stick him in the uh, furnace, which of course is like um, you know a handy thing to have. Uh, Ninety nine red balloons come on and that as well at that point, along with um, mirror in the bathroom. Again, such great things. I like the way that he, t- he when he's hid the body, he fires up to open, so he does it. And that's when you see him smashing his answer machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Debbie's obviously seen what's going on, and just before they rolled the body up, and I like that. If you, when he goes, "Where's our boy?" Do you know? Yeah, when he yeah. says that. He goes, "Where's our boy? Where's our boy gone?" And that's when he finds out that something's obviously strange has happened and everything like that. Um, I put here explain. The, oh, Debbie comes to Tarantula. Explain the dead people, and that's when he's got that thing where he explains where he come from. He's psyched. No, he says that it. interesting thing, doesn't he? Because I, I had this, uh, I went to the army. I had an evaluation, I had moral ambiguity. So basically, he's sort of saying he's a psychopath, isn't yeah. it? Because well, she says that, you're a psychopath. Because no, 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 psychopaths are people who do things on, on, the, on, on the whim. I don't. I no. get paid to kill people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he said, no, I sometimes like it. Yeah, and that's the thing, doesn't he? Because I mean, he said, I got good at it. learn to like it. Because I got good at it, and then I learned to like it. So there's definitely something in his makeup, mm. isn't that? Because, like I said, that, they do that sort of value. You know, they do that. So. He's definitely something wrong with him. And he knows it as well, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's a big thing that you all have to have loads of drugs, don't they? Yeah. Loads of Prozac and everything, don't they, to deal with it? Well, that's the thing. He's talking about he's having the egg whites because he just wants the protein and he's got normal vitamins, yet they're not producing this other stuff. Well, grosser, I should say. He's using that other stuff. 
to, to kind of pep him up really yeah. it's like basically like blues it, because you can't deal with it I don't think anyone can kill people that regularly being normal now he's obviously he's fired open and he's told his secretary to like dispose of the office did you notice that when she's smashing up the office very badly with a hammer yeah she's, it's pouring, good, she's pouring petrol everywhere while smoking a cigarette yeah yeah, yeah one yeah. can't help but think yeah that's it, that is a strange scene but then he's nice again you know yeah leaves loads of money. he leaves loads of money underneath the desk I love that bit where she sees it and goes yeah, because uh, yeah, because uh, what's he saying? Profit share, profit share, profit share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the fact as well, she's just as bad because the fact that she knows that he goes, is it the job? Is it getting to uh, uh, you? Know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> um, so Martin goes back to the, his hotel room. He's resigned that. He, well, he might as well carry on being a hitman, and he finds out that the hit is actually Debbie's dad. Um, <laughs> I look. This is what I really like. When he comes in and he gets in, he gets to the house. He, he kidnaps. Well, he didn't kidnap. He saves the dad, and they goes back to the to their house, locks it in, and and starts shooting everything. And he turns around and he says to his daughter, "He goes, I love your daughter. I have a newfound respect for life." And then you hear Grosser in the van turn and goes, "I don't know what's going on. He must love her. Or he's got a newfound respect for life." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, it's just a bit. I love that the end bit. But it's just the way he's constantly, he's still chatting away. Yeah, he's killing people. His office going, but he's just chatting away. And, and he's still, and he's getting more and more bloody. That bit <laughs> where he's hitting that bloke with the frying pan. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's yeah. so good. I thought I put there good frying pan action. Uh, Grosser again runs in with both guns shooting. He actually shoots the two uh, government guys that he employed. To shoot <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a great last scene, isn't it? Because he's just—you realise how good he, uh, you know, there must have, there must have been. I told you, he did when he, I know this. He, he spoke to people in CIA about how you do hits and hostage to go, you know, all these kind of things to how to shoot people, mm. and that's where he's got all these little tricks in this, like going yeah. really low, hasn't he? Yeah, shooting and, you know, at the feet, and... shooting at the feet, and he's like he's really good with the guns. He's proper, that, even though, like we said, you can't shoot two guns. I'd love to see. Could you actually shoot two guns? So you, you can shoot two guns, but what you have to remember is because of the because you got your eyes eye, your eye, you got your strong eye. Yeah, you, you got your strong eye, and also the fact that when you put two things out in front of you, automatically your eyes go inwards. So you have to, you have to, you're taught to actually, you look at your target, and your hands are actually actually automatically yeah, yeah. move into position you normally let go of two shots first to see that you practice shots and then you carry on I've, I've just not that, that I know anything about no, it no. I think it was John Woo wasn't it who, bought, who got that fast was. wasn't also, it ridiculous that, guns yeah, you can't dive and shoot accurately it looks so cool man, it looks it. so good but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the by Simon Pegg put it in uh, half yeah, yeah, yeah. and you see them both just, yeah, yeah, it yeah. does look good yeah, yeah. and I always wait to, I actually try shooting my gun Jumping, jumping, yeah, and I got no, one, no. one shot off, and then hurt my elbow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now Grosser gets his comeuppance by having a TV put over his head, which I quite like that. Yeah, yeah. I quite now like I like it. the way that like, because all these people have been killed and they're like shooting at each other, even though they're not trying to hit each other because they just go like that, you know? yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Not, and he's like he's about a meter away from me. Oh, and they, then, they run out of bullets. Run out of bullets because they're going to sell you. That's it. It's a weird yeah. old world because I sell you a clip. Yeah, because ten G's goes okay. And then he gets up to shoot him, and then he just because it's quite a violent way to kill someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. fucking TV, TV on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is one of those big old bulky yeah, TVs yeah, yeah, that he's yeah. on. But um, ultimately, of course, he, he wins there, and uh, he goes up and goes, uh, "Will you marry me?" In the way the dad goes out the back, goes, "You got my blessing." <laughs> 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 the couple obviously drive off and uh, and get the hell out of town. Now I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read out um, some of the music in it. So there's actually two um, soundtracks that came out, uh, volume volume one and two. Um, Blister in the Sun by Violet Femmes Rudy Can't Fire by The Clash Moon in the Bathroom by The Beat or The English Beat as known in America yeah. Under Pressure by Bowie and Queen I Can See Clean Air by Johnny Nash Leaving Let Die Guns and Roses We Care A Lot Oh no that's Mom. amazing isn't it Pressure Drop by The Specials that's actually a mistake in that because the, the uh, single she puts on the turntable 
It has a two-toned label it on it. It does, doesn't it? Uh, Pressure Drop was 1992. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, I've got it. Absolute Beginners by The Jam, Armageddon Time, The Clash, Matador by uh, The Last Fabulous Cadillacs, Let My Love Door Open by The Economics by Pete Townsend. Uh, and then also what we have as well is A Message to You, Rudy, Cities in the Dust, Susie and the Banshees, The Killing Moon, Echo and the Bunny Man, uh, which is a beautiful I love song. That. I love that record. Monkey Gone to Heaven by Pixies, Lorca Novena by The Pogues, Go, Turns on Tail, Let It Whip by The Daz Band, uh, we've also got White Lines of course Grand Master Flash Take On Me Aha You're Wondering Now by the Specials a lot of stuff like that Soundtrack Emissions though these are the ones that actually like I was just saying that don't mention the, the cure there and that no exactly well these are the ones that didn't get into the soundtrack We're, uh, Johnny uh, Johnny Brahms Fugue in A Minor of course was uh, Jack Van Ortemessen Ace of Spades Motorhead The Cures In Between Days Eels Your Lucky Day in Hell Tracy Bonman The Bureaus Jimmy Reed Bobby Bear The Bangles of course More Like an Egyptian and Nina with 99 Luft Balloons because it's the uh, final yeah. version of that uh, and Doors of Your Heart and there's just loads of them that don't turn out you could easily do a, a, a free soundtrack for it, yeah. I think it's a thing with John Cusack loves music doesn't he I know he's a massive music fan isn't he oh yeah uh, so a bit of trivia now there was an unofficial sequel according to Joan Cusack the 2008 film War Inc is a informal sequel both films are similar in style I don't theme. know that no, no, mate. And both films starred John Cusack as an assassin, his sister Joan as his assistant, and Dan Aykroyd in a supporting role. Okay, it can't be a sequel, unless, of course, Ghost doesn't die. What's it called? It's called War Inc. I just don't know that. I'm going to look for that now. Uh, now, you're going to have to bear with me a little bit on this, because I, I quickly wrote some of these uh, trivia things down. Of course, it has uh, appearances from the acting members of the Cusack family, John Cusack, Joan Cusack, and Cusack, and Bill Cusack. Only their father, Dick Cusack, is absent. Um, do, 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 so many bloody facts on this of course you just turned around and said about um, Doom 2 uh, the whole thing of uh, Debbie saying you can't come in in a Jamaican accent why is she, do, why is she doing that this for this is a reference to the song which is being played in the background which is You're Wondering Now by The Specials well this is the thing about this it's it's like you know what's important in a film you know Miles Casasio always says there's three things important in a film script, script, script and this is a film that's all about the script. You know, we were saying it today, you could read the script of this film and it'd be good to read, wouldn't it? Just because of the amount of bloody dialogue. Because you'd miss it. Because I, when I was watching it, I was going back and listening to it, I missed that bit because there's loads of stuff, isn't oh, there? Oh, yeah, you could Just buy it. Here's something you might like. Uh, Quentin Tarantino was a fan of Jordan Armitage's work and somehow came to be a personal acquaintance with him whilst filming the Ultimate Shootout. Armitage added a nod to Tarantino with his help. I called him and said, could I use your lobby card of Pulp Fiction? With the cast. And I've just recalled, so we wired that with squibs and shot it up too. He said, Tarantino, we even wanted to make a cameo because he wanted to be shot or blown up or something, but it never materialised. Oh, you can see it. Yeah, I think that, I think there is, this film has made possible because of Quintan Tiro. I think there's no doubt that. Yeah. There's no, no doubt that. Uh, a little uh, one here. The camera that Martin uses at the reunion is a Minox miniature camera, popular with Cold War spies. Uh, doesn't actually have a flash, but you see a flash go off on it. All oh, right, that is a weird thing. He's got that little mini camera with him, hasn't he? Uh, the location of Ultimate appeared before as Buds in Lethal Weapon Three. Oh, right. <laughs> little things like that. And uh, oh, there's loads. Look at all this here. There's absolutely loads of them. And I'm about, I'm about to miss something out that actually really good. But who cares? There yeah, we go. Yeah. So, um, I wonder what the death counting is. It's got to be quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Has it got anything on there? Well, he kills about... Why don't you kill six at the end? Yeah. yeah. No, no. Don't kill six. No, he kills... Four? I don't know. Four? Kills one. Anyway. Yeah. 
Mm. Anyway, there we go. So that's um, Gross Point Blank. Which is a great, it is a great film. I, I watched that only about uh, um, two months ago. And you went and watched, a bit. I know. No, no, that's it. It's, no. You just can keep, well, it's just such a funny film. Like I said, I, you know, I, I hope people out there who haven't, who don't know it, or even if there's people thinking, I don't watch a film about Hitman. It's not that kind of film. Yeah. The violence in it is not gratuitous. There's only really yeah, two isn't. violent scenes in it. The fight, the, the fight. Yeah. That's violent, but that's about but it. Again, really. again, though, like what you said earlier on, that was a realistic fight where you actually see them get hurt. Blood I was hurt when he's sitting there like that and he's got blood coming down on his, yeah, his yeah, chin yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I like the way that he still goes and gets a drink. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it is an absolute cracky film. I, I, I what was it? What was the last good film Cusack did? Well, this it? is, I think, what I was saying earlier, we know, we went through his peak period. Was he then, being John Malkovich? Yeah. Or didn't he play that weird character? I like that. Right. Uh, it's when he started doing stuff like them big disaster movies he did. Mm. I, 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 I just think his kind of character, uh, his kind of character, his acting kind of thing, is not that popular anymore, people like that. Because no. he's not a big hunk and he ain't, you know what I mean? It's all about, you know, speed with him and dialogue, isn't it? He reminds me of, um, the, uh, well, who's the actor who was in Stargate and Secretary? Uh, Matthew uh, Modine? No. Um, Andrew McCarthy? No. Oh, what's his name? You know, he was in Secretary, that film. Uh, and he was in Stargate he played the Doctor in Stargate with the round glasses uh, he was also in yeah, uh, the, film, the film with um, Shatner yeah that another film the TV program with Shatner where they sat on the balcony yeah I, I, I don't know oh, anyway this is because of oh, working beer does not make for oh I can't remember anyway and he's now in a programme on Netflix, I think, where he plays like a, a bad guy he has got a bald head in it. No, he's, he's in a, he's, he's in um, Stranger Things, but I can't remember his name now. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. uh, anyway whatever his name is. I, I kind of hope Cusack will go down that kind of line, where he starts finding stuff like, interesting stuff on like, yeah. like, uh, like what Spacey has done with House of Cards. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. find the TV series. Oh, yeah, do you know, well, you know, he was, uh, he was meant to be Breaking Bad. Oh, really? And he's, uh, agent told him not to do it. Oh no! That's going to be one of the worst issues. I know there's loads of him. Yeah, there's, there's loads of him. But I, he said that. He said he, he it's active. We have to sue you for that. I was going to say you were because doing he that. said he didn't realise. He said he weren't a good script because he never read the script. John keeps that. Yeah. His agent read the script and said oh, it's not going to it's going to go nowhere. See, that's the problem with agents, isn't it? So, yeah, but then again, I mean, it's like everything in it, if you, it's hindsight's a wonderful thing at the end of the day. Did it know? Did it know? So, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, that was a good old. You chat. got an amazing amount of uh, sweat marks underneath well, that. You get that, that, that excited by uh, by John Cusack and Dan. That's what it was. Yes, yeah. they use all our guns. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there you go. Listen to the blurb where you can find us on social media, and we'll see you in September for Highlander. Bye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production, copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly.